Hey, beautiful people. My name's Amber, and this is A Nanny's Life. This podcast is dedicated to highlighting the full experience of career caregivers both on and off the clock. So welcome to the potty, friend. Make yourself at home. Okay, friends. So this week, I'm really excited to be talking about daycare centers. Um, I am a career nanny, and I like it that way, but I did do a brief stint uh, in a daycare center, and I just want to see if it's just me. I want to see what the experience is like for someone who has a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more time in um, daycare centers. So this week, uh, I brought along a good friend whom I actually got to meet in person and hug at Nanny Palooza. Y'all, let's welcome Bree to the party. Hey, friend. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How you feeling? I am feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm just taking everything day by day and just letting life go yeah. as it should. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> so really quickly, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Tell the people your name, your pronouns, and how long you've been in the childcare industry. Okay, so my name is Bree. Um, um, also on Instagram, it's Faith Driven Nanny. I am she, her, hers, and um, what was that last part? I'm sorry. How long you've been in the industry? Oh, so I've been in childcare. Uh, I've been doing with childcare. I would say probably since I was at least like 15, 16, like being paid mm-hmm. before then it was like I was the go-to babysitter <laughs> um but as far as naming specifically I think it's going on like six years now like six to seven years so um on and off it wasn't consistent the whole time you know salute to everyone who knew exactly <laughs> what they were doing when they got started um but I tried to run away from it a couple of times because I thought it wasn't like mm-hmm. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do or I don't know I was not confident as a nanny when I first started Mm. didn't have that what do you talk the village the nanny village yeah so (laughs) yeah well I'm glad you're here me too definitely glad you're here so you've worked in centers before have you worked Mm -hmm. in did you work at like just one center for a while or have you had experience at multiple different places so it started with me working in camps. So I would get hired at like either like summer camps. Cause I mean, I started, I mean, I was in high school. So I was a counselor first at different camps. And it was mostly because, um, it was like, if I wasn't going to work, I needed something to do. So if I wasn't working, I also used to volunteer a lot as a kid. If I like kind of, if I was like not feeling like, you know, I wanted to go and volunteer every day during that summer, I would go and work at summer camps. And then when I graduated high school, I became like more of a curriculum counselor. And so that was a different spin to it. Um, I went to an enrichment camp. Um, Well, I didn't go to it. I, I transitioned into working at an enrichment camp. And then I started doing aftercare when I was in college. So I worked as an aftercare counselor at a nonprofit or I volunteered as an, at a nonprofit. And then I worked at the Boys and Girls Club and that was different. And then I also on and off. So anytime I was at home, I would work in a daycare center that was at a church. So very, very unique experiences in child care mm-hmm. um but very wide variety as well <laughs> yeah you, it sounds like you've done a lot of different um things in that avenue and similarly i my little daycare experience was a daycare that was at the bottom of a church um and it wasn't necessarily the church's daycare um but uh the two were very closely tied um and I had high, high hopes <laughs> for the situation. Um, I So I I want to say I applied on like Indeed or something like that um, for this daycare center. And I was excited because they followed the primary care model. 
Are you familiar with that? No, if you could explain a little bit more. So when I was working at these daycares, it was much more just like you're in the jungle, figure mm. it out. Mm. It was much less introductions to different wow. systems and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we only, so the they did primary care. And the reason it appealed to me is that primary care allows you to have your primary students that you would move up with. So I started in the baby mm. room. Um, the infant room, which went to a year old, because um, at a year, that's when the ratios change. Um, so they were like, yeah, it, it's you and two other teachers in a classroom. Our ratio was like three to one or something like that. Um, so it's you and two other teachers and you will have your babies. They will have their babies. Um, and then you guys all support each other for the overlap. So when you're three that you're assigned to turn one, then you will also transition to the toddler room with them. So to me, it felt like, you know, being a nanny for three kids. <laughs> I like because, that. Yeah. Theoretically, it's a really nice concept because ideally you're responsible for these three so you can manage your time that way. Um, whereas... In other centers, I know it can be kind of like institutionalized where you're just like changing diapers and doing bottles and changing diapers and doing bottles. And in the meantime, whatever kids are not being attended to in that way, they're just kind of on the floor hanging out. So I was like really, really excited for the primary care thing. Um, but I ran into a lot more difficulty in other areas of working in the daycare. Um so I guess we'll kind of get to that. But so were you ever the like lead teacher in a class? Okay, so <laughs> at one of the camps, I stayed there for a long time. It was an enrichment camp. Now I love this camp. Like I loved it. I was so, you know, just like inspired by all of the different ways that you could really just impact these kids in any type of like you know just the smallest things really was just like it expanded their mind and you know how exciting that is to watch a kid's mind expand in front of you yes um and so these were i started with the older girls i started with middle school and high school and then i moved down to um elementary and pre-k after a few years but i started with the middle school and high school and um it was interesting one summer. Um, I was actually placed in the position of like an interim director at one moment. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Life happens. Life yeah. happens and I get it. But honey, I was scared. I was shook. It. I was like, mm -hmm. what are we doing? And like, I would call our like, he, it was like multiple different camps and I would call him like, I need help. Like, I, like, we're going to make it and it's fine. But it was, it taught me a lot. And so I, I always have to refer back. Like when I feel myself getting too worked up as a nanny, mm -hmm. I have to go back. I'm like, girl, you're fine. Like, you're really okay. Like, you're fine. You're getting worked up and it's really like this is like cream of the crop. You're fine. <laughs> wow. Wait. So did you you ended up managing other counselors basically as director? Mm -hmm. So you okay? Wow. So how long did you do that? It was. I want to say it was only. It was less than a month because I told them I was like, I I'm not. <laughs> I was not trained or qualified for this. And if this goes on for more than thirty days, I'm leaving. Mm. Like. I'm too young for this kind of stress. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I mean, and you were dealing with middle and high schoolers and you already were not that yeah. old, that much older than them. Yeah. And then to be thrown. I was into, in college. Oh, my goodness. So wait. OK, so this is interesting because when I worked at a center, I was frustrated with management because I felt like they did not manage <laughs> those of us who were working as teachers well yeah. um at all and I think one of the big draws for me to working in a center was I would have co-workers so I could talk to adults during the day I could lean on ideally 
these co-workers you know we could support one another if I had to come you know a few minutes late it wasn't the end of the world like when you're nannying um and then of course they had coverage for you know when you call out or take off but the co-workers turned out to be the biggest challenge of working in a daycare center for me yeah (laughs) it's a lot of big opinions sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a lot of big ideas Mm -hmm. it's a lot of um learning how to manage that and not invalidate people but just see like the help other people see the big picture and i think that for me personally like i'm a very direct person i'm very intentional with how i say things and sometimes it can come off as like because everyone's not like that there's a lot of people that will sugarcoat and it's just not me and so because of that people will always think there's something else that i'm trying to i'm like no i'm saying exactly what i'm trying to say and i need you to listen right now because like you know this is a matter of like health and safety and you know their academics like in just like you know their overall experience as kids so as an adult i need you to like really just either you can lead and you know you can take on this responsibility but if i have to take it on i need you to just go with me on this like trust me i trust you to do it so i need you to trust me to like i'm looking out for all of our best interests and so i think that that's some of the hardest parts of dealing with coworkers is because sometimes they'll look at it as like oh she thinks she knows more than me and it's like no it's just i think we see things differently mm. we think we look at the picture a little bit differently where it's like, you know, and I think I get that from having to look at not just all these girls, but the junior counselors, the paid counselors, as well as dealing with parents for the first time. Like I've dealt with parents when it comes to babysitting, when it comes to working in a daycare, but like the, to explain to the parents that without warning, I became an interim, you know, director figure. And they're like, what's I don't have I don't have answers either and so like trying to navigate those conversations and not understanding you know what relationship was already in place before any changes happen it kind of teaches you how to look at everything at the same time and so it's um it's difficult working with other adults versus working with just the kids because the kids will trust you the kids will trust you yeah that's what that really is what it is we all the adults do not trust you (laughs) yeah because we all come into it with our own ideas of how it should go how it should feel how it that is so valid because I know when I started (laughs) I got hired at a daycare center after having been a nanny for a while and after I had a degree um in early childhood or in developmental psychology um so but the center i was being hired at was staffed almost 50 percent of the staff came from a temp agency and so the investment was way different you know you had people who just wanted to work who just needed to earn an income who maybe were parents in real life and were like sure i can handle babies and then you had people like me at the same time who had gone to school for this and were invested in a different way. And I, my director did not make much effort that I could see to either give us a clear vision of how to run the classroom or to establish any sort of hierarchy. Like we didn't have lead teachers. Everybody was just considered equal but at different pay rates and with different degrees of input to, you know, like the director would ask me for a list of supplies for the classroom or, you know, things to order what I wanted to do with the kids and wasn't necessarily asking my co-teachers the same thing. So it it mm. created <laughs> a lot of unnecessary drama um, yeah. while we were trying to take care of nine month olds <laughs> every day together in one little box. Yeah. That can be a lot, especially it's just like, you do need structure, Mm -hmm. you need systems, you need structure, you need protocols, operations, all those things. Right. And 
I think depending on your experience and like I think it takes experience to know those those things mm -hmm. so like sometimes you know you see people where they say first time as a nanny or first time in a daycare or first time as a parent and they just don't understand how when people say work smarter not harder that is literally the name of the game mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is the name of the game mm -hmm. you have to make sure that all the things, all your dreams, what you're gonna do for the kids and families and like all those things, like, you know, I'm not saying you can't do them. I'm just saying like, put a put it into a system. So if that's something that you wanna maintain or if that's something that you want other people to carry on or anything mm -hmm. like that, it's a, there's a built-in expectation when there's a system because there's an expected outcome. And when you don't give people a title or you don't pay them based on their work, or you don't, you know, train them. Goodness, <laughs> like if yeah. you don't train them, um, it can really alter how effective this great, brilliant, and amazing idea comes plays out later on. Absolutely. Just because now we're all distracted by other little things that could have been handled. Yeah. No, that's valid. I ne I was never trained. Um, I was simply trusted. And it's funny because I think the director may have called one or two of my references, but these are individual families, you know? I didn't have to take any sort of exam. I didn't have to read up on like the NACI regulations, the, you know, bright from the start <laughs> regulation. Nobody talked to me about any of that. So it was just like, I was thrown into the fire as a nanny in a classroom and then my co-teachers who had been there longer than me but who were only daycare workers like that was the only childcare experience that they had had a different expectation of me than I had for myself which was also different from the director it was a lot of confusion yeah being a caregiver prior to being hired like being a natural caregiver prior to being hired as a caregiver it really presents a different level of expectations that you put on yourself mm -hmm. because you want, like you genuinely love kids. You genuinely love, you know, making a difference in kids' lives and you chose it. It didn't like, you know, you chose it and it chose you, but it didn't just say like, okay, this is what's available and this is the right. job I'm gonna do right. because it works best with my schedule or it works best with my personality or just anything like that. It's like this is something I'm going to continue to fight for because that's how much I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And when it gets encountered with different people who don't share those passions, it's not to say one person's right or wrong. It's just saying like, you know, understand that just like every kid's not the same. Mm -hmm. The kids are not going to be the same. Why, do, why should we put on the front that we will all be the same? Right. Um, and um, I've, personally never worked into a Montessori childcare center or school or anything like that, but that has been literally a dream for me. I'm like, I would love to experience more of a Montessori style because I feel like they teach them less um, corporatized, institutionalized mm -hmm. systems and mm -hmm. standards and stuff like that. And they stick to like the humanization of them right. than the you know, letting kids be humans first right. and teaching them life skills first and applying the academics into that system that way. And to me, that's the easiest way to teach them as adults. Mm. We know so much more than them when we try to put all this stuff into their little brains, which it, it can expand to take it in. But at the same time, it's like, how many times did we go to school and we forgot something because we couldn't apply it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, everything being standardized is probably the biggest drawback from <laughs> working mm -hmm. in a center. Um, just because, like you said, kids are not all the same. and Which is why I think it's so important for adults to get on the same page. Because if the kids are all going to be different... And we're gonna all be different like it's just chaos it's never yeah. gonna like curl all the way over i'll never forget i had my three primary babies um and 
my coworkers were very much diapers, bottles, diapers, bottles, diapers, bottles. So the kids all had their little sheet that their parents filled out that were like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is my name. This is what I like. This is what comforts me. This is what I don't really like. And we had a little girl who would not eat. Like she would not (laughs) take a bottle at any point of the day. She would just starve. Um, It was actually like really sad. They would strap her into one of those like little bouncy rocker things and just rock her to sleep because she wouldn't eat. And again, I was new. I had been there for maybe a Mm -hmm. week, but I was like, let me just look at her paper because there has to be there's no way she's at home not eating. Like there's no way her parents are cool with this. Come to find out this kid had silent reflux. And so her bottle yeah yeah and it was on <laughs> the sheet that's important so her bottles had um i guess like cereal in them but like it was like prescribed to her parents right mm-hmm. and something about it it only worked cold or she only took them cold like straight out of the fridge um so one day i just like grabbed a bottle and gave it to her straight out of the fridge and she drank six ounces and like the fact that all I had to do was read her paper and she had been like starving for weeks was like beyond me. Cause how, how does this, are we not communicating at all with the parents? Are we not? Yeah. I'll say on the flip side of things, like that is why the systems and the structures and the communication, honey, like that is the most important, um, but it really boils down to like training it boils down to training like do you expect that just because someone has experience that they understand how you expect their kids to be cared for in their hands at all times like we are going to be different however our training and our expectations in this space needs to be the same Mm -hmm. and it's uh it reminds me of that book Goodness, I guess I read it so many times that Sesame Street looked different, but the same. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, just talking about how we all look different or we, we're all different. And it's, I'm sure it was like came out during 2020 with all right. the things trying to just navigate that with kids. But um, it works in personalities. It works in like professionalism. It's, there's, it's hard to put it into words and say you know what things should happen but it comes back to the humanization and the care and the nurturing and just when people I understand when parents parents say sometimes and they'll say like you know you don't understand unless you have kids Mm -hmm. and that may be true in a lot of instances because we have examples like that where they don't even read to find out why the kid is not eating like this baby's not eating that's not normal we can't just keep going about that and nobody wanted to read but amber <laughs> is that how we got here like nobody <laughs> wanted to read yeah nobody wanted and i mean i'm sure we can think of a million excuses of why you know it's been hectic or you're understaffed or you're you know less experienced and just different things but if you think about kids, the all parents want is for their kids to be loved the same way that they love their kids. And so you just have to look at it like, I'm sure their parents feed them. Right. How does their parents do it? That was me. How does their parents do it? Yes. Yeah, that was my first question was like, and I, so the way it was set up was they staggered our shifts. So there was coverage for almost a 12 hour day I think it opened at 6 30 and closed at 6 so you'd have one teacher in the in the morning to get there at 6 30 and that would be the first teacher who left and then you had the mid shift and then the late shift which was mine because I was the newest and no one wanted to be at work until six (laughs) o'clock um so that was how that worked but as a result I got to have those conversations at the end of the day with parents um because I would be doing handoffs and I learned that not a lot of teachers at that center specifically would have conversations with the parents. They would just be like, they had a great day. Bye. (laughs) Um, And that was part of nanny life that I brought into the center that I thought was a good thing, but not everybody agreed. So. (laughs) Well, okay. So let's take it back a step. So I know that as a, in a daycare, you don't have to have, 
in the eye in every state. I think here in North Carolina, you do have to have some type of ECE course. In uh, Tennessee, I don't believe you do unless they changed it. Um, and just like in those trainings, do they teach you things like that? Like child care ethics or just like, you know, caregiver ethics, do they teach you that? Or is that something that needs to be started back to the root? It's not really necessarily on the director because you gotta like, I mean, I'm assuming as a director, um, you know, I, I, one day of hopefully I have my own daycare, but I understand all of the different layers that come with that and all the different things that they're juggling, which I'm not saying this should go, this is very much important. It shouldn't get lost under the radar, but if they talk ethics, how does it, where's the gap happen between in your training and education and in the practice of the classroom? Right. But like you said, there's not regulations everywhere, right? So here in Georgia, if they hire you, they hire you, really. <laughs> um, and so because of, um, and this was maybe 2015, 2016. So before the crisis that we're in right now, um, of childcare, but they couldn't keep teachers because part of the draw of working in a daycare is that you do have that support. Like you can call out if you need to, there are floaters, there is coverage, right? Um, but a lot of times the turnover rate would be so quick that the director at the school I was at would have to reach out to a temp agency. Um, I later learned the temp agency was not a childcare temp agency. It was okay. just a temp agency. So okay. you could be going to work in a leasing office or at a daycare. You see what I'm saying? So like, oh, wow. That was probably before like all the care.com and Jovi and everything then, huh? Maybe. Because I know a lot of, well, at least, so I serve at a church. Mm -hmm. And when we're low on, like our ratio is like, extremely too low in any space or classroom on a Sunday, they'll reach out to like the nannies and like a, hire some nannies and be like, you know, we just need, so at least you have the understanding that they understand a little bit. Mm -hmm. They might not be the best, but they understand enough to where some, they've been hired before they have a history of working in childcare. So I wonder if that was like, the problem is that there weren't really like temp fill in substitute mm -hmm. anything at that moment. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the people who worked there started off temp, but then got hired full time. And it was mm. sort of a if if you're not creating a problem, then sure, we'll keep you be in the interest of keeping people, if that makes sense. But we didn't have enough. I remember one time. It was right before I left and the director came to the classroom. It was like a Thursday morning and he was like, we need you guys to do this, these continuing education modules, this like online thing to certify in order to stay. Um, and I can't remember if it was bright from the start or what, but we all had to do it. So they would bring in the floaters and then we would go sit in the office and do, do, do these modules like together on the computers so people were just like checking boxes basically um but there was no follow-up there was no um day-to-day -day management if that makes sense we didn't have yeah i don't know we did i felt i felt like we didn't have enough checks and balances if that makes sense i i get that so on the flip side do you feel like as nannies we do get that more no not at all but i do think I do think that the positions are more personalized, so they cater to directly to the client. Whereas in a center, you have a lot of different kinds of clients. So you get to decide what your standard is as a center, and then ideally we get all the teachers on the same page. Um, I just didn't, I wasn't able to experience that myself, but I didn't work in a chain, so I don't know like, I don't oh. know what it's, you know what I mean? It was a standalone. So I don't know yeah. what the standard process is for hiring, for in-house training, for continuing education and all that. Well, one of the aftercares that I worked at, um, I mean, I guess I already said it, Boys and Girls Club. Um, that one was 
one of the best, I want to say the best experiences that I had, but not necessarily because it was super structured or everybody was super trained, but it was literally, it was the most freedom that I had to like be able to, you know, see these kids for who they were and cater to that. Um, so basically when I was there, I had the arts and crafts room, of course. <laughs> um, um, I had the arts and crafts room and I would float to different areas, but everybody knew that like I was gonna be doing arts and crafts with them and they would come in and like, you know, they knew when they came in my classroom, I was a little more strict when it came to like, you know, let's listen and let's respect each other and like just basics of like minimizing the chaos. But they understood that and it was just so great to be able to see that transpire and like us be able to build those relationships when they came into my classroom. And like, you know, you go from being a new person to where none of the kids are like, who is that lady? and why is she here and then it goes into like you have to tell kids like you can come the next station change like because we don't have enough seats for you um and so like that was literally I look back at those pictures all the time I'm like oh we had so much fun like me the counselors like at, when we were at the camps but it was really because they let me be who I was mm -hmm. and I was able to let the kids be who they are. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, I do feel like you can get that kind of personal relationship in a childcare facility. Now it's a nonprofit. So right. there's that part and mm -hmm. like, you know, there's all these different things that go along with it. Um, to where I couldn't stay forever, but mm -hmm. um, there, there's good, there's good, there's bad. Um, I feel like it's gonna take just a lot more people speaking up about mm -hmm. their experiences. And then also it's like, you know, not feeling like there's gotta be some divide between childcare and nannying because we, can kind of learn something from both of like absolutely. both sides absolutely i agree <laughs> like i feel like i would not be the same nanny i work with multiples mm -hmm. and it's literally because that's my comfort zone it's having multiple kids mm -hmm. and multiples at the same age is great because then we can all do the same thing i don't have to make three different you know daily schedules right um, I, I mean, they have an older sister in my, um, my family, they have an older sister. So there's the twins and the older sister. And, um, you know, like we have sometimes have to like divide and conquer, but for the most part, that's because I worked in childcare centers and like, I literally do my best when I get to have multiple kids mm -hmm. and get to teach them how to engage with each other and stuff. And then. Like I said, I didn't have a nanny community when I first started. Right. So having those play dates, that was not even an idea to me. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like I love how you and Cam can like, <laughs> girl, yep. like y'all just be like interchangeable. Yep. I love it. <laughs> yep. No, I I love it too, and it doesn't happen often. Like. I, I'll have a friend like that come along every few years and it'll be like, all right, we're stuck like glue for like as long as we have these jobs because we like each other, the kids like each other, and the kids are cool with us. And that's how I thought or hoped my daycare experience would be. And, you know, with certain other co-teachers it was, but um, with some it, it just wasn't. And it was because we never had a chance to talk or interact outside of the actual job right so everything was on the fly so I'm learning how you do things in the moment and you're learning how I do things in the moment um I will say that I had maybe the best work-life balance when I worked in a child care center because when I left yes. I was gone <laughs> like it was just everything if it was time for me to leave I left <laughs> if it was time for lunch I could go outside and Put my headphones in eat some food get some fresh air um you would get in trouble if you didn't mm -hmm, exactly you had to get off that <laughs> clock and go somewhere exactly yeah. i did i love that so much um and i loved the comfort of knowing that like if i woke up not feeling well first of all it was expected that i would call 
and let them know I wasn't feeling well. And then second of all, that was all there was. Like, I didn't have to explain how sick I was. I didn't have to, you know, offer to come in and make it a movie day. I didn't have to call and try to find coverage for myself. Like, there, that was in place. Um, so that was a, a fun six months of my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being able to be in it when I was in it and yeah. then walk away when it was over. I thought, yeah, I thought that was amazing. I want to add to that, too. I feel like before then, we didn't need social media to advocate for us. You didn't need it to advocate for you to for you in your new workspace. One, because you can't you can't record anything. You can't have your phone like that. You and now like. It's in my contract. I have to have my phone on me at all times because that is a matter of safety. And before it was like, why is your phone out in front of the kids? Like, oh, I was reading a text message from my mom. Put it up and you can clock out if you need to talk to your mom. Like, mm -hmm. so it was just like, you know, we didn't have to do so many different things. We have to learn how to put on so many different hats. Mm -hmm. Like I had to learn so much and I'm still learning. And I, I, I question if I'm learning enough at this point, but um, I agree with you that work-life balance. Cause when I <laughs> clocked out, I, I called my friends. Right. Hey, what you right. doing? Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, please give me an hour to an hour and a half. Do not call me. Don't mm -hmm. talk to me. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's hard being the only adult all day especially like I have three littles um typically two are in school but there are enough days where all three of them are with mm -hmm. me for 10 hours straight and my kids are charismatic they like to talk they <laughs> like to do all the things it's like it's high energy and I'm very um overstimulated <laughs> by the end of the day um whereas for some reason even though in the center like I was basically in one room all day um it, well, I wasn't so burnt out. I don't know. Something about mm -hmm. it was like more lax or something. I feel like also in a center. So we're introverts. We understand this. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like kids, it doesn't matter, you know, more than not, they haven't understood if they're introverted or extroverted or what it is. They like hugs and snacks and they like funny and laughing. They like hugs, snacks and laughing. And that is a lot to maintain. Like, as you know, like, you know, the week I've had and like the times I've had, like trying to keep that up in front of these kids has been hard. Like, what I appreciate as well as though, you know, um, they let me be vulnerable too. Like with them, my, my, my nanny kids, they let me be vulnerable. Like, you know, I'm grateful because I don't feel like I've always felt like that with nanny kids. It's like, mm -hmm. I feel like I've had to put on like this mask mm -hmm. that I'm okay mm -hmm. to make them feel okay. And, you know, grief is hard. So like, it's been moments where I just like, like, it's just like tears, like I'm smiling, but it's just like, I'm crying. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, what happened? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's like those moments where it's like, okay, like you can be yourself again. And I, one of the downfalls I will say is like being in childcare and uh, like working in a facility and then coming and working in someone's home is that I sometimes confuse my boundaries and I think I allow myself to get burnt out within one single day hmm. because I know how much work went into having like seven or eight coworkers for a whole shift versus now I'm my coworker and I have to get all these things done Excuse me. And sometimes I feel like we don't give ourselves enough grace to get through the day because we don't want to let our kids down, our nanny kids down. We don't want to let our, our bosses down. We don't want to let ourselves down after all of that. Because even if they're nice enough to be like, oh, it's been a day, it's fine. You know, you do more than us or whatever they say, like, you know, it's still like, but you pay me to do this and I want to do it well. And so sometimes I think because um, we understand this, like all of the things that we want to get done, we put too much on ourselves in a small window of time and not having that, that leads to the burnout too. So when you get home, like 
girl, my 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 laptop right here. I was gonna do it on my laptop. It's on my phone. We're doing <laughs> record on my phone. I can't find my charger, and I found out it's because I left it at a friend's house. But my my like work week has been so hectic. I have not opened my laptop to realize you didn't have the time. charger. <laughs> yes, like I have not opened it, and it's because like I'm trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do too much, and so. Um, we have to give ourselves a little more grace as nannies mm-hmm. and we do need to remind ourselves to check out when we leave because I struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And you bring up a really valid point about like, so when you work in a center, there's the, the start of the day in stone, there's the end of the day in stone. You have your checklist, you have your objectives, mm-hmm. things you need to accomplish. Once you accomplish them, you clean the room as per standards, the, as the protocol goes, and you leave. But as a nanny, there's so much gray area, right? There's so <laughs> much you could do that would be helpful. Um, there's so much that you want to do that would be fun and stimulating for the kids. And then there's the basics of what you know that you need to accomplish. And you're right. A lot of times we're like, because we don't have a rubric we don't have necessarily someone telling us at the end of the day okay you did this 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 great this needs work a lot of times Mm -hmm. we have to be self-starters and self-motivated and yeah we we make really lofty goals for for ourselves (laughs) we really do we want to keep the house looking good we want the kids to be perfectly stimulated well behaved Mm -hmm. happy with us we want you know to reach out to our village our nanny sisters and tell them you know the outings that were going on and all that stuff and mm-hmm. then it's like you did the most yeah because <laughs> i i will not lie i really had a plan that for november and december i mean now we're like almost halfway through november but i had a plan i said for the rest of the year i'm gonna have a calendar and we're gonna schedule all of our holiday events and we're gonna go to these events and those events and i'm gonna ask for play dates and I started talking about that when we were when we met in October and it hasn't even been begun like it has not even started because I'm like I also need to uh organize my workspace at work I mean although it's their house and I know uh I made that post about it, it was like you know people talking about like why are you working on your break and it's like for my sanity. Um, who's yes, who else is gonna do this? The kids are literally their goal is to make this cluttered. Mm-hmm. And I can only allow that so much. So when they're sleeping mm-hmm. and when they're having quiet time, mm-hmm. I need to reorganize some things, put some things where they belong. Mm-hmm. I need to be put them where I can find them because clearly they have their own places where they things belong. Right. <laughs> like I I need to go find a few things so we can um make sure our day still flows for the second half of their day and um that's just it's a lot so it's a lot of lofty goals Mm -hmm. but I think most of the time I can't speak for everybody but most of the time I feel like we get to see the appreciation Mm -hmm. versus when we're in a child care center and it's an expectation to do blah 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 and then um, maybe sometimes you'll get a little recognition at like right. the end of the year, like, you know, right. the staff party or, you know, the next year when they ask you to get, take a, accept a promotion that you did not ask for. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I saw you can do a lot more. So we want to pay you to do a lot more. I was like, actually that was called a donation. <laughs> And so right. I'm not, I was donating time at the moment. I do not want to be obligated to right. take on this extra responsibility and then, you know, continue donating more time. Cause that's right. how it works when it's incorporate. And I think sometimes we as nannies do that too, where we feel um, we want to overperform mm-hmm. to maintain or retain our job. Yeah. And man it's sad but it happens (laughs) yeah and it's funny because it's like we are employees but a lot of times we as a society see nannies as self-employed in that 
we're in control of our day-to-day, hour-to-hour, you know, whatever we can produce. So it's like we're trying to be both employees and entrepreneurs at the same time in the same space and make everyone happy and produce all these results. And it's almost like it's because we need that extra validation because people don't see nannies as legitimate. Whereas if you're a daycare teacher, people are like, okay, you teach at a daycare, got it. But when you're a nanny, they're like, so what do you do exactly? <laughs> oh, okay. So listen, I have a story to tell you. And I I think I handled it well, but listen, so I was going to my chiropractor's office when afternoon it was like after a long Monday mm-hmm. and I saw some of you know a father his um kids and you know I know this family already I know them they're also um clients and I already know them outside of our chiropractor office and they're like how are you and I was like man I am exhausted and you know like you can't always say that at work so mm-hmm. I feel like when I leave, I should get to say that. Agreed. I should get to say I'm tired. And he was like, why? And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, why? And he was like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a nanny of three kids and I had all of them today. And he was like, oh, sounds fun. Sounds like you, sounds like a breeze. I was oh like, oh my goodness get me out of here this is ghetto zero stars right <laughs> zero stars <laughs> get me out of here and i was literally like um so what do you do and he told me and he was it was like something like you know a, something in finance or something and mm-hmm. i was like okay i guess you know mm-hmm. well i'm gonna go in here i'll see you later <laughs> i was just like and so stuff like that is just like I was just like I cannot believe this like mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to be exhausted yeah if you're not part of a system then it can't really be work right <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea right so my exhaustion and my me being tired doing all the work for more kids than you have mm-hmm. by myself all day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It goes back to what Sarah, the modern nanny, she's always talking about the invisible load and how yes. there's so much to do, but also before that, so much to think about, so much to figure mm-hmm. out. Um, and a lot of times people who don't have extensive experience working with children, who don't have children of their own or who are not a primary parent, because some of these secondary parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get it either. Um, but there's a lot of work to be done. And just because it's mental, just because it's a lot of times emotional, doesn't make it less work. Just because it's not yeah. physically, even though it is very yeah. much physically demanding. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, when you get frustrated at work, you have coworkers that you can go vent to and talk to and like, you know, release with. Right. Honey. I mean, sometimes I don't have time to talk to my friends that are nannies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, as much as I believe, like, I could talk to my nanny parents, sometimes we are too busy. And when I'm so overwhelmed by the end of the day that I'm like, okay, are you good? Okay, I'm going home. Because I don't, I can't stay here and digest this with you right now. Like, because I know it's it's going to be fine tomorrow. I'll be fine tomorrow. I'll be able to do it all over again tomorrow. It's not that bad, but it's just like today, Jamie, you know, that, uh, that audio tomorrow. sound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's true. And your bosses are your bosses. Like, as much mm-hmm. as we like them to be, you know, coworkers who take the night shift, mm-hmm. they're our bosses. So sometimes there are things that, are unsettling or unsavory but we can't really say it to them because then we're going to come off as disgruntled if it's something that they're not prepared to address or you know fix or manage or whatever and not having another thing I loved about being in a center was you had that hard reset right when you came in in the morning it was a fresh start you know the room was cleaned to a specific standard things were stocked like this is we know what we're doing 
Whereas coming into someone's home, you never know what kind of night or morning they had. And it's not necessarily their fault. Um, it's yeah. just part of the territory, you know? Some yeah. kids are a lot. <laughs> yes. Like, I have tried to make it my habit as, like, the first thing I say when I open the door and, like, <clears throat> excuse me, they're running to the door and I'm like, good morning. How was your night? And then I ask the dad. How was your morning? <laughs> like, because it makes a difference in uh, not just like, you know, how I know how to gauge the kids, but what I know they're going to be okay with me doing for the day. Mm -hmm. Like if they had a rough night, rough morning, mm -hmm. whether it would be constipation or just overtired or some one of the parents is out of town or, you know, it's just the mood in the last five minutes. Who knows? But when it comes to those type of things, I know, okay, I have like a a high energy level activity plan for the day and I have a low energy level activity plan for the day. And at that moment, I can switch in between either one of them. But if we don't get to have that communication and if we don't get to have those conversations or that understanding, I am going to have to like wing it. And then I'm going to have to also bottle up all of my frustrations throughout the day right. and make sure I don't give it to the kids. I don't, I would like, that's my biggest fear is projecting onto the kids. Mm -hmm. And when I catch myself and I'm doing it, I'm like, I'm sorry. This is definitely not about you. And you're not doing anything wrong. That's mature. <laughs> I'm just doing that. a lot. So, yeah. Like I am doing a lot right now. Like even um, I was babysitting um, like a night, putting in the bed at night, which not I don't normally do. I'm a daytime nanny. And so uh, my older, the older one, she did not want to go to sleep. And I was like, I have so much to do tonight. Mm. I was mm. like, I did not clean anything. Right. And your parents, I gotta come home. <laughs> Big picture. And she was, yeah, she was like, what do you mean? I was like, you need to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. And so she went to sleep, but um, I don't feel like you can say that in every, like that has to go after you built a relationship. You have like that understanding with the kids and um, it doesn't happen in the child care center. Like you can't, man, those parents, if they find out you say that, man. Ooh. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, whereas like the nanny parents, they definitely will be like, oh yeah, they need to go to sleep. Like you need a break. They tell me all the time, like, hopefully you get a break today. <laughs> That's kind of them. I think that the interesting thing about working in a center is that you never know what you're getting <laughs> when the kids mm -hmm. come in too right because you don't have that conversation in the morning necessarily with mm -hmm. parents I mean when I worked in the center parents were dropping off like they were just tossing them in like I gotta get to work <laughs> you know because they had to spend an extra 30 minutes getting the kid dressed and changed and packed for the day mm -hmm. um, it's a lot to drop a baby off at a, at a daycare every yeah. day they gotta have their mm -hmm. their meals their diapers their all that stuff so I didn't always get an explanation so it could be 9 a.m and the baby is just passed out on the floor and you're like wow you had a rough night but I have no idea what actually happened and mm -hmm. we can't really change the day at the daycare center in order to accommodate yeah. you um necessarily um so that is one yeah. positive thing about nanny life um, yeah. is that we do get to be more flexible but I think centers can be a really good option I think more people like who are really really passionate about it uh, should be opening and directing them people like you people like Talia <laughs> uh, my friend Angie yeah. has experience working in these centers because I really think we could get it to be the best of both worlds you mm -hmm. know if we have the capital, first of all, but then, you know, the passion Ooh. behind it, the, <laughs> the, you know, we, yeah, I, it can, I feel like it is going to start shifting mm. mainly because 
nannies are understanding more that they can be entrepreneurs. They don't just have to be domestic service workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like we are seeing a lot more nannypreneurs. And then I feel like also child care centers, they're not getting as much grace and mercy mm-hmm. for underperforming or under... Um, this is true. They're not getting as much grace. These parents are not playing with them, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the inflation that has come with child care centers. Mm-hmm. Um, these parents are not playing. They want a, the best of the best for their kids, which I, I love it. I love you wanting to advocate for your kids and like you not just throw them anywhere. But coming along with that is that does come with like the bigger price. That does come with uh, increased, increased pay. These uh sinners have got to start paying more yeah because where does the money go the families pay the money but the teachers don't get the money where what does happened? it go <laughs> i know insurance is high i ain't gonna lie but mm. i know it can't be all going to the insurance and the liability and all other stuff and like yeah and the materials i'm, I'm sure like you know it costs a lot but man yeah we're going to have to find a more economical way to go about this to mm-hmm. where everyone can benefit because that is why we're ended up with um, child care workers that are just there because they need a job. They need a check stub. They need a place for their child to go at a discounted rate. They need, um, you know, the people that aren't just as passionate about it, but this is what works for them. If we could do more, they would be more inspired and more motivated to do more when it comes to educating themselves and, you know, uh, getting that extra training and all of those things. Because I will say, like, the family that I have now, I set those intentions from the beginning mm-hmm. that I wanted to focus on always training myself more and learning more. And I made that vocal for the first time with this family that I have now. Mm-hmm. And it has made a difference because because I expressed in the beginning, it was respected mm-hmm. and it wasn't used as a trigger for like, you know, oh, you're trying to leave us or you're trying to do that or you're trying to, it was like, no, I want to be better. And there's no way I want to feel trapped or stagnant because that has been the the same thing that has always got me to say, okay, nannying isn't for me. Mm. And so, you know, um, this wasn't my first nanny family in North Carolina when I moved here, but um, it was the first one that I took the time and was very intentional during the interviewing process to say, Mm -hmm. this is what I need in order to have a long-term family. Mm -hmm. And um, I waited four months until I found a family that respected that. (laughs) I love it. So going through all of that, I have to think about, I'm like, okay, so if we want childcare workers to provide better experience and the directors to provide better, you know, just all rounded experience for their workers, then it has to start from the top, like more training, more, you know, funding, more um, hearing what the parents are talking about because they know their kids a lot better than we do in a child care facility. Um, and just being more cognitive of what is happening in those kids because I can't believe somebody didn't see the silent reflex. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. You know, I get it. I get it. It happens. It happens to anybody. But, um, <laughs> I definitely look forward to the seeing it change into something better. I'm like, higher education has gotten better over time. Like primary and secondary education has gotten better over time. We can do preschool and daycares as well. Absolutely. And you said that you hope to open a center one day. What would that look like for you? What would you want your center to be like? You know, it's funny. Um, so when I heard Talia talking about it, I was like, girl, she be my brain, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's a lot like that. Just, um, it's, I want to learn more about Montessori style, be more of a Montessori style, but it would be like, basically, if you imagine anything, it'd be more so of like, um, having 
nannies, the heart of a nanny, mm-hmm. being the leaders of that child care facility and not just, you know, you would have to go through, we go through a lot to get mm-hmm. a good, um, being good standing in the nanny community as nannies. Like we, there's a lot of hoops and ladders and I'm not saying that I want to make it the hardest. I just want to make sure we're the most prepared and that we're the most trusted. I feel like preparation and trust is the part that sometimes gets overlooked. And so, you know, um, it will just be more so like a very hands-on approach, a very, um, I want them to learn life lessons and the priority not to be like, did you get it right or wrong? Or, but what did we learn from it? Mm. And that's how I just operate just in general with myself. And when I interact with different people, it's like, I'm not trying to always be right. And I'm not afraid to say I'm wrong, but I don't want to move forward until I figured out what I was supposed to learn. Mm. And so um, that's what I hope to work with kids so they're not afraid of failure. I don't want them to be afraid of failure, but I don't want them to be arrogant either. We got to be nice. We got to be respectful. Yes. I cannot, I cannot do the arrogance. Yeah. Because then the petty in me is like, wait a minute now. (laughs) So I don't want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that's, that's my goal is to be a more of a concept learning facility and start them when they're young. People always laugh at me because I have such high expectations for the toddlers that I nanny. I'm like, that's because I'm with them every day for a very long time. And we have an understanding. Now, if nobody else understands with them, I have an understanding with them and they know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And they know, like, you know, I started letting them hold their bottles as soon as they tried. Right. And I'm like, if you can try, I'm going to let you figure it out. And um, people always ask me, like, they're just two. And I'm like, yeah, but they can do all these things. Yeah. 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 They can do it. And I'm not going to tell them no. I'm not going to stop them. I'm not going to hinder them. I'm the last person who's going to say you can't do it. So... I'm going to always let them try. And then if they do, they do fail. I'm going to let them normalize that. Mm-hmm. Like there's no need to create anxiety where it doesn't exist already. So. Yeah. Yeah. I have high hopes for childcare centers and how they um, evolve over time, especially after the last few years that we've lived through. I agree with you though, that like nannies running a childcare center would be like, chef's kiss it really would it really would it would be more economical for families Mm -hmm. it would be you know we would still get the pay we need right like yeah but the turnover probably wouldn't be so so crazy you know no people would be invested from the beginning i just Mm -hmm. one day yeah you know if somebody tries to bite this off of me it's fine because i'm still gonna do it but anywho (laughs) It's still going to happen, but for me right now, it's just, I, I'm very much the type of person where I'm like, um, I want to be ready and at peace when mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a fear. I feel like if God put that on my heart and that's what he wants me to do, he trusts me with it. And if, um, when, I, when it's the time that he tells me that like, okay, go, I'm going to go. It's not that I'm going to go because it's easy. It's just, I'm going to go because I'm ready and he prepared me. Yeah. Well, so. preach a little bit today, sis. <laughs> Give us a word. I'm here for you. I love that. Okay, Brie. So let's, you said you already shared that your handle is Faith Driven Nanny on IG. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere else that people can find you if they're looking for you? Um, I would say that would be the best one. It has like kind of like a mixture of all of my different hats and stuff on there. Um, I would say that Instagram is, that Instagram page is the best one to find me on. Um, I'm not very active on any of the other social medias. So, or any of my other pages, you might find some other pages, but I'm not very active on them. So that would be the main one. If, when it comes to nannying and when it comes to um, me sharing my journey with children and childcare and stuff like that. Yay. 
Hey, okay, y'all, check my friend out. I really, I really like her. <laughs> I like her a lot. She like has a good girl. spirit. And to me, spirit is everything. Like your actual mm-hmm. vibe in person. I like it a lot. <laughs> I see, and but the thing is, is that that's because that's the same thing that you carry. You carry mm-hmm. a kind and genuine and warm and welcoming spirit. So it's easy. It's Thank easy. You. I don't feel like I have to like over explain myself with you. <laughs> never. You never have to do that with me. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> well, I thank you, you so, 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 so much for coming and chatting on the potty about some of your experiences. Yes. Really, really enjoyed you. We're probably going to do it again, you know? Okay, girl. Because <laughs> um, I want to hear more about who you are and, you know, some of the things that you have experienced. But Again, thank you so much for being here, Bree. Y'all can find her at Faith Driven Nanny, and it will be in the notes below. Um, if you are looking to keep up with me on a day-to-day basis, even though I haven't been very active lately, um, you can find me on uh, Instagram, TikTok. I actually have a Facebook and a YouTube. Everything is at a nanny's life. Um, and yeah, y'all take care of yourselves. All right, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>